Okay, today for today's Medical Minute, I'm going to talk about why it's better to uh, have and not need, the need and not have. So I want to talk about, uh, it's not a love song, don't, don't worry. Um, uh, I want to talk about like six or seven things you want to have in a room when you're setting up for, for a critical patient. So let's go around the room. Uh, uh, Spencer, what do, you, what do you want in the room? Critical patient coming in, that's all you know is they're critical. Suction, excellent, is, is, is on the list. Wasn't one of my top seven, but it's up there. Uh, go ahead, uh, anybody else? Krista, do you have Fluids, so fluids ready to go, good. Epoch, so Epoch was actually number one on the, on the list, so you get, a, you get a prize to be named later, maybe one of the new Swedish shirts or something, I don't know, we'll come up with something. Or a box of chocolate or whatever's behind door number three. So the Epoch, the Epochs like, can be life-saving. And you're like, how can Epoch be life-saving? What do we normally look at on Epoch? What's the, the lab we're always trying to get? Lactate. And lactate's cool, and lactate's important, and lactate greater than 4 actually predicts who's going to die uh, with uh, pretty good reliability. And the higher the lactate, the more likely somebody's going to die. But the, the lab test that actually can save somebody's life on the Epoch is not the lactate. Potassium. So potassium. Uh, actually, in my... Uh, medical career I've known of or let's say heard of some patients who came in had didn't look so good maybe had a little wide complex rhythm we left the room called back later and all of a sudden the patient's in arrest right and they are in arrest from we don't know it but they're in arrest from hyperkalemia so any patient that you think is critical and you know them when you see them you've all been doing this for a long time we should not leave the room until we've got epoch blood and if that means the doc doing a fem stick because we can't get blood, we should get blood on those critical patients. So hypotensive patient, you're not sure. Funny looking uh, heart rhythm, you're not sure. Don't leave the room till you get blood because the examples I know of or have heard of that haven't gone well would be people leave the room, they're called in later, 30 minutes later to a, a core, we run the core, nobody's sure what happened, then the blood test comes back, potassium's eight. Okay, so that's a potential potential save and something you need to kind of kind of drill in your head never to miss hyperkalemia because it's reversible and it's a clear save. And uh, the uh, one example I was familiar with in training, this person had a pacemaker. Pacemaker wasn't working. Heart rate was 30. It was wide complex. We couldn't figure out why their pacemaker wasn't working. We did a core. We placed a new pacemaker that wouldn't capture transvenous. We did a real prolonged resuscitation and then pronounce the patient and then labs came back potassium of eight. So that's something you don't want to have let uh, happen to you. So EPOC. So the other things I'm going to cover, GlideScope. So getting that thing in the room, we need the stylet. Uh, we had uh, RT do a real nice job prepping on a room where we didn't end up needing the GlideScope, but we had the GlideScope and suction and everything set up for the airway. Ultrasound in the room and turned on. So I did uh, some trauma teaching at one of our other local hospitals. Again, the, the ultrasound was kind of sitting in the corner. We want that ultrasound in the room, turned on, gel, ready to go. If the patient has a big, you know, tamponade or something uh, that we can fix or abdominal aortic aneurysm, we want to know within minutes. Uh, slide board, again, great if we're going to be moving the patient to CT, on and off, super helpful. Then for trauma, there are a couple specific things. And I think level one uh, infuser should be in the room ready to go. You got a hypotensive trauma patient, level one in the room ready to go. If you have penetrating trauma to the right or left chest, what do you want in the room? 
Yeah, thoracotomy tray. And if actually it's gunshot wound to the chest or stab wound to the chest, there's no harm in opening up the thoracotomy tray, right? Better, because if it's, uh, it turns into like, you know, fumble zone. Once the patient just starts deteriorating and then we've got to, you know, uh, get everything out and ready, it should be open, some prep out, a scalpel out, and a chest tube out. I think we probably don't do that enough, and I'd rather have us have that stuff ready and not use it than that patient lose their pulses, need a quick chest tube, and us not be ready, not be ready to go. And then the last thing we don't do is blood. And I think um, Hope, so, so somebody mentioned they used to work at a site where if you came in or had a call, EMS call, GI bleed, blood pressure of 70, okay, or gunshot wound, stab wound, blood pressure of 70, we have blood in the room prior to the patient actually getting there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, our, our trauma teaching for those who have been doing this more than five or 10 years was always, you know, hit them with two liters of saline. Two liters of saline doesn't help anyone. If you're hypotensive from and exsanguinating, you need blood products right away. So massive GI bleed, blood pressure less than 80, uh, trauma, blood pressure less than 80, no harm. Lori assures me that we can actually put the blood back uh, if it's not been out more than, you know, 10 minutes or so. So we're not going to waste it. Uh, there are some trauma centers that actually will institute massive transfusion protocol prior to arrival, which would be a whole kind of <coughs> paradigm step for us, but something I think we should consider because those five, 10 minutes that you lose, you know, getting stuff ready could be, could be life-threatening. Um, again, that's kind of my list of the top, uh, uh, top, uh, top seven. Uh, blood, chest tube, level one, ultrasound, GlideScope, EPOC, you mentioned some other good ones, uh, suction. But again, I think the times you have that stuff ready, hopefully you won't need it. But the, what we don't want to be associated with is a time we do need it, and we're all scrambling around for uh, where's the critical equipment. So that's it for today. Thanks.